Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Help, I Suck at Dating episode, live recording on the Stereo app. Just download the Stereo app. If you'd like to talk to us directly, we're going to be answering listener questions. We are going to be interacting with everyone for the next, who knows how long. It could be 20 minutes. It could be four hours. It could be the rest of the day. Anyways, Jared, how's it going over there? Oh, you know, just living the dream right now on the East Coast. It's actually quite nice. Uh, you know, Ashley and I are planning to watch a Christmas movie. Uh, I'm thinking Christmas Vacation. That's personally my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Elf is up there too. Home Alone's a great one. Um, Ash wants me to see Best Man's Holiday. I've actually never seen it, so that's another one we have to watch before December 25th. But other than that, man, we are doing well. How are how are things over on the West Coast? West Coast is good. Uh, weather is perfect. It's going to be a very warm Christmas out here this year. Uh, although I don't plan on being <laughs> here for Christmas, it's nice to know that uh, I can play some golf leading up to for the next couple of weeks before I get out of here. It's a little bit different than I think you're experiencing out there, but eventually going to drive up to Montana and <clears throat> celebrate with my brother. Up the, well, quote unquote, celebrate with my brother up there. But Jared, we have a very special stereo episode today for our listeners, right? We have a Q&A that you put out there on Instagram. We're going to be answering some questions live here on the stereo app like we just said and we're excited we're excited to be on the stereo app we've never really well we've done a live podcast before but we've never done a live audio podcast on stereo and what better way to kick it off than here um well, i gotta so, say your avatar Jared, is spot on that's what i said i made it and someone said i didn't look all that cool and i was like you know i think it looks exactly like i do but yeah well that doesn't necessarily know. mean it looks cool but it just looks exactly like uh, Right. Well, that's that's kind. I want to say. What's up? Is, I, I see you have you guys... a little. I see you have a little heart under your left eye. Yeah, that's just kind of like you know. That's how I see myself. I I wish I could get a face tattoo. I just don't think the society is ready to handle that yet. 
Uh, also, I think you're a little too tan in your avatar than you are in real life. But <laughs> well, I tried to give myself a little color. You know, I'm not going to make myself pale on this thing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Jared, ask us some questions, man. What do you got for us? All right. So we asked some questions on the Help I Suck at Dating Instagram, which, again, if you're not following us, <laughs> go follow us. It's a good, grand old time. Um, and this is some of the response that we got from Suck Army, which if you're new to this podcast, Help I Suck at Dating, we, of course, refer to our wonderful listeners as Suck Army, which Deed and I have a little fist pump uh, musical rendition of suck, 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 everybody. So that's always fun. Um, so anyway, the first question from our Help I Suck at Dating Instagram is for you, Deaners. It's uh says, what was it like the first time Dean met Kaylin's family, which I, Ooh, I believe is very man. recent. Yeah, so I've actually met her family kind of in two different scenarios. She's got a grand grandparents live in Las Vegas and her uncle and aunt live in uh in the same neighborhood. And so I met them a while ago, but just this past Thanksgiving I finally got the chance to go and meet her her parents in Virginia, her siblings. And it's always a stressful time, I gotta say. I mean, I, I'm sure you can attest to this as well. It's like meeting someone's family for the first time is it's just a lot. It's like, you know, you have to kind of like hunker down and get ready for like some big, deep, serious conversations and, um, you know, put your best foot forward. We were there for like two days. And so it's, you know, it's 48 hours of, of trying to like impress and like prove to her father that I'm like a, cap- uh, you know, uh, 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 what's the word? A capable man. No, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not capable, but like uh, deserving of Kaylin's affection and love and all those things, you know. So it's, it's pretty stressful, I guess. But at the end of the day, I think it pretty well. I don't want to speak for her family, but I think that, you know, I knocked it out of the park. I like them. I, I, I think that they like me at least enough to where there was. I really wish we could get Kaylin's. I really wish we could get Kaylin's family on this podcast, too. It's kind of like to hear the different stories. I mean, I'm sure, Dean, first of all, they obviously love you. Everybody loves you. You have this warm warmth about you whenever you meet somebody. Uh, but I'm curious about what their thoughts were about you before they met you. Because I'm confident they right. fell in love with you as soon as they see you. But uh, you're, sometimes your uh, reputation, or your, uh, reputation uh, precedes you. Uh, reputation? Well, here's the thing, too. It's reputation. Like if, if, and, if and when I become a father and I have a daughter and in you know, 25 years after she's born, she brings a guy <laughs> over for Thanksgiving that you know claims to live in a van and doesn't have a job and all these things. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna not be excited to meet this guy. So uh, it, it's kind of like a it's it's a bit of an obstacle to overcome, I think. Uh, but you know, hopefully, I was able to to hurdle it with with uh, with some some aptitude. But I don't know, I don't know. I, I it went well for me. I had fun. I met her siblings, who she adores and is in lo- you know she loves them, and obviously she's really close with her mom and dad. So it was nice to be able to kind of meet them for the first time it's it was it took a while it was a year and a half after dating before i finally got the chance to get out there and meet them which um you know probably is a little little longer than it should have been but it is what it is all right another question coming from the instagram uh what's your best pickup line uh i heard this pickup line when i was in middle school and it's stuck with me ever since uh i don't think it's appropriate i don't think you should really use it it's (laughs) pretty funny i would say uh, and again, this is 12-year-old Dean that would say this. Uh, it's just because I thought it was hilarious. I'd walk up to a girl and I would say, hey, is that a mirror in your pocket? And they'd be like, what? 
I, no, there's no mirror in pocket, your pocket in my pocket. And I'd be like, oh, that's weird because I can see myself in your pants. Oh, got him, got him. Yeah. I'm sure that worked. Yeah. Never. It didn't. It didn't work once. But it's you know, it, <laughs> I think it was a little ahead of its time. Is really what it was. Yeah, you just you needed to wait another like six or seven years before you were able to drop that. You were What's just yours? a man before your time. That's all. Let me hear what yours is. Well, I don't know if I exactly had one. One of my favorites, of course, is uh, "Are you from Tennessee?" Because you're the only ten I oh, see. Nice. That's always a good one. I'm also looking up some cheesy pickup lines on on the old internet. Uh, one of my favorite is, uh, "Hey, my name's Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight?" <laughs> I also That's like so uh, this is a good one. Well, here I am. What are your other two wishes? <laughs> nice. That's also really uh, Hey, Jared, I, I, before, before you read the next horrible pickup line, we've got a message. I want to tap to play. Is that okay? Uh, yes, please. Okay. I, I, we've never done this before. We're recording live on the stereo app, and so we're learning as we go. It's, it's, it's been fun, but let's see how this message <laughs> sounds. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? This question is for Dean. Uh, Do you manscape? And if so, what pattern do you do? Do you do a landing strip? Do you do like a heart? I'm just looking for some inspiration. That is from uh, user AF12, just some random anonymous user, I guess. Yeah, he sounds Uh, like a douche. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's a very personal question. Do I manscape? Long story (laughs) short is... Uh, I do manscape. I probably don't do it as frequently as I should. And it's, this is actually, it's a good question because I feel like men don't talk about the the patterns that they shave into their, you know, their pubic regions enough. And we should start to normalize this conversation. So, uh, I do manscape. I, I, what I like to do is everyone's most men at least have a happy trail that goes from their belly button to their waistline. And what I like to do is just kind of carry that happy trail down all the way down to the base of, of, you know, my, my, the, 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 the genitals, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, so it's just, it's just one continuous line of hair, just a giant landing strip that goes from my belly button down to the base. Uh, and then the rest of it is just nice and clean shaven. So that's kind of my, that's my method. It's, it's, it's worked for me. Uh, I'm happy with it every time I see it in the mirror. Um, it detracts from the, 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 the very embarrassingly small size of my other man parts so you know it kind of keeps me keeps me happy because of all that stuff jared what about you do you manscape you know i used to really stay on top of it my poor wife now you know once as you've known once you get into a relationship you get comfortable you start uh losing yourself a little bit and i would include manscaping in that uh i'm I'm no uh I'm no pattern guy or I'm no landing strip guy. I just, you know, I, uh, you know, I just shave the whole thing. I'm a hairy man. Uh, if you haven't noticed from my chest hair, uh, very yeah. hairy ass, uh, just the lots down there. It's quite gross. <laughs> disgusting. Uh, and, uh, so I, I, I do my best, not as good, uh, as I should though. But, you know, like you said, when you're, you know, clean up down there, uh, the, uh, the, the you know, junior, uh, grow, you know, he just looks a little bit bigger, and that's always the he nice. Looks little... bigger by comparison, absolutely. That's, hey, I'll, I'll take anything I can get. Uh, I need all the advantages, you know. So uh, I, I appreciate that. So I, I should do, do a, a better job. 
do you go like electric razor do you straight razor how do you oh, electric razor all the people who straight razor uh that part uh if you're a man uh you're insane that's too you're scary crazy. you're crazy I've, Use done a... few... I've, done, I've done it a few times uh you know as like a young curious kid in my like late teens or like 20s and i'm never gonna say it ended poorly but it just it just creates so much discomfort down there yeah so, it's just not fun so do you have a are you hairy uh uh in general like do you have hair on your butt uh it's <laughs> a really good question jared uh you know i'm actually i'm pretty hairless for the most part uh i don't really grow facial hair i don't really go chest chest hair the butt i will say ever since a young boy all of the hair that i wasn't growing on my face and on my chest and stomach congregated on my butt crack and so i have a hairy butt crack uh i'm not gonna say it's overly hairy i think that it was fully grown the butt crack hair when i was like 14 it Uh fully grew out and it just kind of maintained that (laughs) you know that bushiness ever since then so it's not like uh abnormally bushy down there but it definitely was the first part of my body that started growing hair was the crack of my butt and i i was actually really self-conscious about it for a long time because uh, I would like see my friends growing like beards and you know mustaches and stuff, and I'd be like, "Well, I've got butt crack hair. If that's like any consolation for you guys." But yeah, I uh, it wasn't. I'm I'm pretty hairy down there, unfortunately. And there was actually on the show there was a group date where it was a wrestling group date where the guys had to wear I forget what they're called, but you know what the sumo re- wrestlers wear, where their butt cheeks show. So the guys yeah. had to wear those and thank I was dude, I was sweating for lack of a better phrase, my balls off. I was so nervous that they were gonna put me on this group date and that I would have to wear this thing. And honestly, I was gonna say no because America was not ready to see my ass cheeks. Uh and I didn't know what I, I, I for a second I was like, Am I gonna have to go up and like just go in the shower quickly and try to shave as much as I can before, you know, I, I take off my pants and we do this thing. Thank God. So you're telling, down to that. you're telling me you've got hair on your cheeks. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Back, on the but on the actual cheeks. Oh, it, uh, yeah. Not to get TMI, but all over. And one time I, I shaved. I, I shaved everything. And it was the worst decision of my life. Because it was, I, it, it was, it was itchy. It was uncomfortable. It, it was yeah. so cold. My ass has never been so cold in my life. And it was just un, it was just uncomfortable. And I was like, never mind. I'm never doing that again. I'm just going to accept, you know, me as me. And, you know, I'm just a little bit of a gorilla down there. And that's quite all right. So self-love is beautiful. On the contrary <laughs> to that story. So my brother is a big, I don't, I hope he doesn't mind. I share the story. I don't think he'll ever know that I shared this story, but he's a big outdoorsman. Uh, you know, he hikes and, and, and goes backcountry skiing all the time and he had a, a month-long excursion in alaska where they sat <laughs> at the bottom of a of a mountain on a glacier for an, for an entire month they slept in a tent uh you know freezing conditions peeing and pooping outside and before that trip for preparation he got his uh, this is what he told me uh, obviously i don't have anything to confirm the story but i believe him for for no i don't, don't know why i wouldn't believe him he got his butt crack waxed not shaved but waxed like a brazilian wax because he didn't want he wanted to have cleaner poops, essentially, you know, you don't want to have to worry about a, a dirty butthole when you're out in Alaska skiing glaciers every single day for a month. And he said <laughs> it was the most incredible experience of his life. You know, he said that he, he moved more freely. And I wonder if the waxing is different than the shaving. And that's what maybe makes the difference there. But he said, is waxing that. permanent? Absolutely not. Okay, just, I yeah, you know, the more you know. <laughs> Absolutely not.
At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. We have another another voice question. Do you have baby names picked out for your future children? Ah, so user Becky Kasak. 
Becky, Becky <laughs> wants to know. I was trying to say last name. Becky wants to know, do you have, Jared, this actually kind of more pertains to you and Ashley because, A, you plan on having kids, B, you're married. <laughs> do you guys have a child names picked out? We do. Well, we have one name picked out. And Ashley, Ashley likes it uh, for both sexes where I just like it as a dude. So okay. we have a name. We don't, we're not saying what it is. But if it's a boy, if we have a boy, uh, then we, we definitely have a name picked out. And if we have a girl, we have to discuss further because the name, I don't think, suits a girl as well as a boy. So, but we got name picks out. We talk about it, you know. We, will, you just, will you tell us what it is? No. We said we were not going to say anything. Yeah, actually, yeah, I don't no. know if you heard it in the background. My, my wife, a.k.a. the you know, devil on my shoulder who's always looming and just waiting to pounce uh is uh told me not to say anything so sorry devil on your shoulder but also the angel on the other shoulder she's both i think i mm, uh I debatable i have names i'll share them i'm not i'm not a scared little bitch like you jared can but we swear in this app phrase. this is ridiculous i think so i think was, i was listening to someone some people were saying the f word so i i think it's free free game um if i have a boy i'm gonna i'm gonna name him hunter and if i have a girl I'm going to name her Debbie. Uh, and I understand Debbie is kind of a dated name. It, you know, it's kind of more of like a, of a boomer name, for lack of a better uh, uh, word. But I think, I think everything is cyclical, and I think that name will come back into, into style. I also don't hate the name Alex. I think Alex can go either girl or guy. So um, those are the three names that I'm kind of like, you know, leaning towards. I like Debbie. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I like Debbie. I really like Hunter. Uh, Hunter was the name of my best friend that died when I was like really young, and so I've always wanted to like live, let his legacy live on through that. Uh, you should totally do that. A, I just think it's a badass name too. It's like, you know, even if well, I wasn't doing it to commemorate my friend, I still think it's a cool name. You would totally give birth to a Hunter. Like that is just yeah. like the ultimate Dean child, Hunter. Yeah, because I think of Sean Bell Hunter. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think of Sean Hunter, the Boy Meets World, and Sean Hunter is like one of the coolest characters to ever grace our, my television screen. And like, I could totally see he, Caitlin giving birth to a Hunter and him being like just the coolest he, kid in school. Didn't he adopt like a drug addiction at some point on that show? Um, no, I don't think so. I he no, I there was an episode where they tried alcohol and like Sean had like a sip or two and got so drunk and Corey was like traumatized. Watching that episode back didn't age the best. It was definitely like catered to scare, you know, twelve-year-old little Jared not to drink, and it worked. Right, right, it worked. Never drank alcohol in his life. All right, we're gonna do another voice question here. I'm gonna press the button this time. I don't know if I pressed it last time, but I'm pressing it again. Here we go. What is your favorite thing about each other? Oh, Ooh. that's a wow, great that's a question. question. I'm like, like I'm blushing. I'll let Jared go first. Uh, my favorite thing about Dean, oh, there's so many. Probably my favorite thing about you, Dean, is just your overall, uh, your your overall personality. It's hard to quantify you into a single sentence, but you always have a smile on your face. You always make people around you feel very comfortable. I think one of the things that I, I really love about you most is the fact that you just you truly care about other people's feelings to the point where you want to make sure that everybody's happy and smiling and you'll go out of your way to make sure other people are doing okay. And not everybody possesses that quality and you do. And that's one of my favorite things about you. Oh man. It's so great to hear you say nice things about me. I love it. 
It doesn't uh, happen often, so don't get used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about Jared, I think, is it's funny enough. It's 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 ironic because the thing that I like most about Jared is also kind of the thing that I make fun of him the most for. <laughs> uh, I really like how Jared gets so excited about like the nerdiest things, like Star Wars, Disneyland, movies. You know just the boy bands, all of those things. Uh, and I think the reason I make fun of you for it is because I'm envious of your ability to like, you know, be so passionate and excited about these things. Um, and so I really admire that, that characteristic that you're able to, you, you have, you know, really good passion, really strong passion for those types of things. And well, I, uh, I, I think that buddy. Yeah. I think, I think one of the reasons I admire you so much for that is because that's something that I wish that I could see more in myself. So uh, I say, keep that up, buddy. It's, Thank you. Well, it's funny because I feel like that's one of the things that Ashley and I really bonded over when we first started becoming friends and then ultimately, uh, you know, partners, uh, partners in crime, Bonnie and Clyde, really. That's what they call us. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as everybody knows, Ashley has no shame. And that's one of her best qualities is the fact that she is just so transparent and she is passionate and lets everybody knows what she loves. And I'm very similar to that. I, I play it a little bit more close to the chest, but uh, the chest, but once like, you know, somebody brings up something that I'm really passionate about, then like they see that other side of me. And so I, that's one of the things that we really bonded over early. Uh, what's the next question, Dean? Let's play it. I know you're in relationships now, but when you guys were dating, what was your number one non-negotiable deal breaker? Like, mm. We need to know. Like, well, we need to know. <laughs> a non-negotiable deal breaker. I, have, I had a pet peeve when we were dating. Uh, I went on a date one time, and the girl that I went on was just very ignorant to the bar and wait staff, and I cannot stand that, mm. especially coming from a hospitality background. Like, when somebody comes over and introduces themselves, or if they're a bartender and they say hello, make eye contact, say hello back, don't, you know, wave your hand. I just remember the waiter came over and he started doing his spiel. You know, he's like, I'm so-and-so. I'll be taking care of you. These are our specials. And like halfway through, she was like, oh, I'll take a pomegranate martini. And it was like, you know what? No, you won't. Because this date's over. He just <laughs> interrupted him. She didn't even look at the waiter when she said it. She was looking down at a menu. And I was like, you know, how you treat other people is a big, big factor mm -hmm. in whether I want to go on a second date with you. So that was definitely a deal breaker. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. I would say my biggest deal breaker would be, uh, this is kind of like a weird blanket that doesn't apply, but I'll get more specific as I explain it, is uh, just close-mindedness. So, uh, you know, for things like religion or politics, you know, those things are naturally going to come up in conversation. And if people like have your beliefs, whatever they are, that's great. But if you like just choose to not even just like try to see the other perspective on things like religion, politics, and, and obviously other things kind of down that lane uh that's kind of a big deal breaker for me because uh you know like i said believe what you want to believe that's perfectly fine but i think that it, it you still should at least take the time to try and see it from other people's perspectives as well and if you can't do that then that's a big deal breaker for me completely agree yeah i'd say both those things that we just discussed and if you're a new york jets fan deal breaker see ya bye-bye oh the jets fan huh uh I'm 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 half kidding. <laughs> See, I think it would kind of be like a turn on for someone to be like a Raiders fan, you know? Uh, why? Oh, you're a Broncos fan. That's right. Uh, yeah. Broncos I mean, I can, 
I could see that. If there's like a line, right? Like Ashley and her family are Giants fans. That's a little bit of a rivalry, you know, seeing how they beat us twice in Super Bowls. That I can have fun with. But if they were Jets fans and I was like surrounded by green and white New York Jets paraphernalia everywhere, I'd be like, you know what? This is kind of disgusting and I lose respect for you. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I think it's kind of hot in the sense that like disgust has to be one of the strongest emotions humans can feel, you know? So like if I'm disgusted by the black and silver or in your case, the blue and white or after the green and white whatever the heck jets colors are uh it just i think it just kind of like you know creates some passion there some like heated yeah no i could totally see like you know some uh some passionate moments uh being made that could be quite fun uh but in terms of like a long sustaining relationship yeah not having it (laughs) sure sure well i mean yeah because fortunately you don't have to deal with that all right next question (laughs) we're gonna get into it right here hi i'm going on a first date with this guy that i met on a dating app do I show up early and sit in the car and wait till he shows up or get a table first? Or do I show up a little bit late? What's the best way to go about the situation? What well, thank you so much for the question. I know. And a great name, that Nancy. Was, That's my mother's name. That was Nancy. I have an Aunt Nancy who I adore. So, yes, all around a great name. And a great <laughs> question. And it's, it's one that we actually, I don't think I've ever even discussed on our podcast. I want to say, I hope we disagree on this, but I want to say, just show up when you show up. Who cares if you're early? Who cares if you're a little bit late? Time is just a number that we assign to the position of the sun. It's like, who cares if you're five minutes early, five minutes late? If you do show up early, though, Nancy, if you do show up early, do not just wait in the car. Go inside, get a table. Maybe order yourself a drink, you know? It depends. Well, if you drink. If you don't drink, don't. But you know what I mean? There's no need to just kind of sit in the car and wait. Just go in, hang out. And then when he texts you or whatever that he's there, you're like, great, I'm inside. Come on in. You know, leave it up to the guy living in a van to tell Nancy, it doesn't matter if you show up on time. Time is relative. Be an hour late. Who cares? Um, Well, within reason. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Um, no. Well, first of all, Nancy, thank you so much for the question. Uh, Of course, we are on the Stereo app right now recording live. This is helped by Second Dating, Deanie Babies, and myself. Uh, answering questions. This one comes from Nancy. So should she be on time for a date? I think so. I think being on time, uh, one of the turnoffs for me is when somebody's running late and they don't let me know. And they're like, Mm. I don't mean like five minutes late. That's fine. But if you're running like 15, 20 minutes late, mm, already a bad taste in my mouth. I think there are different rules for a guy and a girl. I think for Nancy, you're fine not showing up early um you can show up right on time or even five minutes late if you want but be you know be respectful of other people's time frames uh if you do get there early my suggestion is don't go to the table my suggestion is check in with the host and let them know you're there and then go to the bar like dean said even if you don't want to drink order yourself a water or you know coke uh you know do whatever you want but uh, for some reason, I find it quite sexy when uh, if I show up there, the, the woman that I'm on a date with is at the bar. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me working at bars all my life. But uh, it's probably like because you've seen one too many James Bond movies or something. You know, I always envision myself being James Bond when I go on dates, especially when I yeah. pull on a full tux. You know, I walk up, sure. I order uh, a strawberry daiquiri, shaken, not stirred. Um, it's good stuff. I will say, too, uh, just to be clear, Nancy, I don't think you should intentionally be late. I think that plan to get there on time, but sometimes life gets in the way and slows you down a little bit. And so if you end up being late, like Jared said, just communicate it clearly. 
uh, and say, hey, I'm going to be five, 10 minutes late, however long it is. Because I, I agree with Jared. If you don't even communicate that you're going to be late, that's very frustrating. Just like kind of keep the per- other person in the know. We're yeah, don't on. be fat. You could be fashionably, be fashionably late, but let them know. Be respectful of somebody else's time. Right. Uh, all right. Next question. Here we go. Hi. So I have kind of an unrelated question, but a bunch of my friends are considering getting back with their exes because of quarantine. And I was just wondering if you had any advice on how to tell them to not do that. Yeah. Remember why you guys broke question. up in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely it's funny because I feel like <clears throat> I heard this question from a few other people like that I'm friends with. Uh, it's just like convenient and, and comfortable and you kind of know what you're going to be getting yourself into. It doesn't come with a prerequisite of we're just going to be together for quarantine and then break up again afterwards. I personally don't think it's a good idea. I think Jared probably agrees with that. It's just like, like, you, like Jared said, it's like, why did you break up with them in the first place? Are those problems resolved? I think that when we start to like kind of think about our exes when we're single and lonely, we kind of romanticize the relationship and only remember the good things about it and forget about all of the reasons why we broke up with them in the first place. So <laughs> I think it leads to bad things. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, unfortunately, I, I think the username was Allison. Thank you, Allison, for that question. Uh, listen, unfortunately, sometimes your friends just don't listen to you. They have to experience it for themselves. And so even though you know it's a bad idea for them to get back together with their ex, I feel like the only way for them to realize that it's a bad idea is by getting back together with them and then being reminded of all the reasons why they broke up. So unfortunately, the best course of action might be for them to get back together with them and then realize a couple weeks in like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. There's a reason as to why this is ended. Because there's, there's a difference between someone telling you it's not going to work and then it actually not working. I agree. And it is kind of, it's it kind of like closes the door on it completely where it's like maybe you would have spent some time wondering whether it would work again or not. And sometimes you just need like that. that, that yeah, you get some closure. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. 
first was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, Jared, we're going to try something here. So it said there's someone waiting in line to talk to us. Are you ready to talk to someone? I'm a little scared. I'm not going to lie. We don't usually do this in a dating. I'm pressing the button here on the stereo app. It's me and Jared talking live with someone. Here we go. Oh, change partner. No, wait, I don't want to change partner. Oh, I'm just kidding. We're going to ask another question. Okay, Claire and Dale have me questioning love at first sight. And I want to get your guys' perspective on that. Is that real? Do you think love at first sight is real? Or is that just infatuation? I don't know. I need to know. I need to know more on that. Infatuation. I, I, I don't know. I need to know. I'm sorry. I'm making fun of all our listeners. It's only, it's only because we love them so much, and they're so near and dear to our hearts. And thank you so much for listening. What was, what was her name? Tor, Tor Bell. Yeah, yeah. That, well, you know that was Tori, our one of our very, very uh, favorite listeners, and she has made it very clear that she is our biggest fan. And so, Tori, oh. we appreciate that question. She stalks us both. It's kind of like creepy sometimes. Like she just constantly DMs or comments. And it's like getting a little love much. First, no, we, <laughs> we appreciate the love and, and the comments. Jared's just being facetious. Uh, love at first sight. I don't know if I necessarily believe in love at first sight. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just because I've never experienced it myself. So it's hard for me to rally behind the idea of it. But uh, it's hard to imagine like just that happening for me. What do you think? Well, my wife would kill me for saying this, but I do not believe in love at first sight either. She does. She said, and it's the sweetest, most endearing thing. And it's so great because she says that she fell in love with me at first sight. 
which is so Disney and fantastic, and I love every second of it. For Dale and Claire, I don't know. It's so hard. How do you know the difference between love and lust literally the first time you set eyes on someone? Like, how does right. – how can you have – listen, I'm a, I'm a believer in emotional intelligence, but, like, my God, how much – emotional intelligence must you need for you to be able to decipher the difference between love and lust literally the second you lay eyes on someone like i don't know if i can buy into that or not because like here's why here's why i think love at first sight is even a thing is because like you just said it we're we're lusting for someone we see someone we're like wow that person's really hot i want to get to know them better and then when they get to know them better they realize that they do love them as well when in like the reason that love at first sight exists is because we're always reminded of the success stories of love at first sight and we're we always forget about the the failures which happens to us you know 99 out of 100 times love at first sight fails at us because we're attracted to someone at a bar we go up and talk to them we realize we have nothing in common and then we move on we we don't hear those stories we hear the i walked up to them we fell in love and now we're married with three kids kind of thing um, so I, that's, I that's kind of why I agree. How many times have you heard, or I've heard it before, where like they, like, someone says they thought it was love at first sight, and then it proves itself that it wasn't love at first sight, and it didn't work out. And like, I, I completely agree with you, Dean. I, I think, listen, there's, you know, you might feel those, those, you know, infatuation feelings right away, and then you grow into love with someone and that's fantastic but i i, I don't think like because it also you know what it like really just devalues what i believe love is by saying you can truly love someone uh only by seeing them for you know 10 seconds 15 seconds because like love is complicated and it's intense and it, it's hard sometimes and it takes effort and and like you, you know it takes trust and and there's so much that goes into love um, the idea for me personally that something so heavy can happen so instantaneously is something that I just choose not to believe because I, I feel like it devalues what I think love is. Yeah, well said. Well said. All right. Well, guys, we are recording live here on the stereo app. Still, we have a couple more questions. We're going to get to this next one right now. My question is for Jared. Jared, I am a diehard Jets fan, and I know you are a diehard Ooh. Patriot fan. So I'm wondering... How is it living with a Giants fan after they beat you twice in the Super Bowl? Oh, wow. Yeah, Jetman coming in hard with the questions. Uh, you know, when I first met Ashley's parents and we went downstairs, I saw a blow-up poster of Tom Brady getting sacked by Michael Strahan in Super Bowl 42, and it just made me want to leave the house and never come back. But – Luckily, we've won three Super Bowls since we lost twice to the Giants. So, honestly, the Giants' losses don't even hurt me that much anymore. I mean, we've won six, for Christ's sakes. Like, how much more can I possibly ask for? We're the best of all time. No other franchise has ever won six Super Bowls in the span of 20 years. Like, hey, it's pretty good. You know, I could be worse. I could be a Jets fan. <laughs> Dang, that hurts. That stinks. I Poor hate Jets. the Patriots. I hate Patriots fans. You guys are such losers. Oh, it's so easy to be a fan of the best team for the past two decades. Yeah, congratulations on your six Super Bowls. 
Why don't you oh, try having a freaking losing season for once in your life? Oh, you're going to have one this season and you're going to cry about it? Yeah, I, I can't wait to see you cry about this losing season you guys are having. Oh, dude, it sucks. That's why, like, I never took for granted the past 20 years. It was like, I know that someday this is going to end and it's going to suck afterwards. So, like, I'm going to enjoy this as long as possible. I'm, trust me, I know where you're coming from because now as a outsider looking in, God, do I hate the Chiefs. I just want the Chiefs to lose. Well, and the Bills, man. The Bills Mafia is real this year, so you got that. Yeah. This. I know, but the, but the Bills are good, like, whatever, but the Chiefs are, like, really good, and, you know, people are already, like, saying, Mahomes, like, will Mahomes catch Brady's six Super Bowls? And it's like, shut mm. up. Can Mahomes just win a second one before we start talking about six? So I'm getting really tired of this narrative. The Broncos played them pretty competitively last week, too. I have to say that. I just want to point that out. I like you, the Broncos. Give us I've a always... If you give us a real starting quarterback and not a freaking practice wide receiver to run quarterback for us, we, you know, I, I'm not going to say we're the best team, but I will, I will say we're more competitive than our record says. Um, I agree. We're going to. So, on the, are we going to try this phone question. call thing again before we sign off? Should we I'm, try this again? I will. We have two more questions to get through. I'm scared if I take the phone call, it's going to uh, push you out and then bring them in, and you won't be on the thing anymore. So, one more question. Oh, okay. What is the equivalent of flowers to a guy? Like, for example, a guy can get a girl flowers if, like, they're sorry or on a first date. But what can a girl get a guy? Like, that's an item that's equivalent to flowers. I know exactly what Jared's going to say about this. I, <laughs> Do you hear me giggling in the background? Jared's um, going to say... Jared, no, no, no. Jared's gonna say. Gonna... We don't know how. Oh. We don't know who's listening. The age demographic that's listening. So uh, we, I don't think this is an eighteen plus platform. So we're oh, just gonna. It, well, I wasn't gonna give an eighteen plus answer. I was gonna say Jared is gonna say just get me flowers. Jared, I think Jared thinks that flowers as a gift can be given to guys as well. Like the male equivalent of a, getting a girl flowers is getting a guy flowers as well. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I don't know if I'd be too happy if Ashley got me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be stoked if Kaylin got me flowers. I'd feel I would I would feel so cool about that. What type of flower would you want? Would you want roses? Uh, you know, I roses are very cliche. I got to say, but I still wouldn't hate receiving maybe just like a, a a nice medley of flowers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't see why flowers have to be so gender specific. You know, why don't why not just get your boyfriend flowers? Like for that listener that that sent that question in, I, uh, Hannah, I think was her name. Um, Hannah, if you if you made your boyfriend upset and you want to do something to make him feel better, just get him some flowers. I think he'd really appreciate it. Uh, or maybe buy him, you know, Call of Duty Cold War. Uh, maybe get him like a, a platter of, of wings from Wingstop. I think all of these are, are, are adequate. It is kind of funny, though, when you think about like flowers are seen as like this universal gift that all women love. And like there isn't like I'm trying to think of something towards a guy that you can get him. Like, I don't even know. A TV? Is that like, you know? Well, it's funny because Kaylin was talking about what she's going to get me for Christmas. And I was like, the only thing that I want that I don't have right now is an Xbox. Like, the new Xbox just came out. And she was like, I've tried so hard to get you a new Xbox, but they're sold out everywhere. So if anyone works for Microsoft and listening to this live recording on the stereo app of Help I Suck at Dating, please send me an Xbox for Christmas. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to get to the next question. Here we go. What has been the silver lining of 2020? That's a good question. You know, 2020 has been a, a rough question. year. What, what do you think has been the silver lining this year thus far, Dean? Uh, I think it allows us to, like, realign our priorities and our interests. You know, there was a bunch of stuff uh, mid-quarantine I remember seeing that was, like, if 
if you have an excuse not to do something and it was time and you still haven't done it during the quarantine, then you don't have an excuse that it's not that you don't have time. It's that you're lazy. And so it's kind of allowed us to like maybe see ourselves more clearly, you know, cause a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are furloughed or, you know, collecting unemployment and, and are hoping to get back into the workforce eventually. And so a lot of us have a lot of time on our hands to do things. And I think a lot of us are kind of taking that for granted and, um, you know, I, I see myself do it all the time too. It's like, you know, I, I've gotten a lot done. I've, I learned how to play the saxophone. I've worked on my van a lot. I've done a bunch of other things that I've, I've wanted to do for a long time. And I finally have been able to use this as, as kind of like the catalyst to push me there. But then I also feel myself kind of like sliding into these lazy ruts where I just play too much call of duty or, you know, I, I play a lot of golf, which is, is fun for me, but maybe not the most <laughs> constructive thing for my life overall. So I think it really kind of like allows us to see ourselves more clearly, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, first of all, we need more videos of you playing the saxophone because I need to see the progress in this. You were posting and then you stopped. Yeah, I, I haven't taken a lesson probably in a good two or three months. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it'll get there. I think once we move to our own house and I finally have like a, a recording studio per se, I'll be able to, to practice a lot more. So, ah, um, <clears throat> well, so I, I think for me, the silver lining for 2020 luckily uh, has been the... Um, time we've been able to spend with family um as as funny as it was to quarantine at my, my parent you know my, my in-laws for for three months really um the idea of like i mean that's just never going to happen again you know that 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 time that ashley was be able to spend with her parents because we were quarantined like that's probably never going to happen again so that was definitely a silver lining the ability to just really be with be with family um once again we are on the stereo app uh, coming to you live, Help I Suck at Dating. It's Pappy's dad, a.k.a. Dean, and myself, Jared. And we're going to answer one more question on the app. Uh, Dean, you want to press play? Because you've been doing it. I don't want to screw it up. Here we go. Jared, what is your best piece of a marriage advice? Oh, well, Dean, I think you can answer this too, seeing how you're married. Um, <clears throat> best marriage advice would be whoever you're going to marry – just don't forget that this is somebody that you're going to have a conversation with every day, multiple times a day for the rest of your life. And so I would just say, make sure whoever you're going to marry that, you, you know, you have a friendship with too, because this person will ultimately become your best friend, whether they are or they're, you know, whether they're your actual best friend or not, because you just spend so much time with this person. And luckily for Ashley and I, you know, we were, obviously very close friends for quite some time before we started dating. And I, you know, I've seen the difference in this relationship compared to previous ones um, because of that strong foundation that, you know, we were able to luckily build, um, you know, just coincidentally, just because, you know, obviously I was a little hesitant jumping into a relationship with her. We don't have to go down that story, but I would say that's my best advice is the idea that like this person that you're going to marry which you hope to spend the rest of your life with is somebody that you will ultimately become best friends with, whether you want to or not. Um, so I think, I think have that a mind. big thing for a successful marriage, speaking from experience as well, uh, is <clears throat> transparency and communication. And I know like you, you hear that beat to death and I'm not talking about like communication, like talking about your feel, like, obviously talk about your emotions and your feelings and your desires and your requirements and all those things. That's, that's very, very important. But I think, uh, transparency in the sense of everything across the gambit like Kaylin, for instance you know she has 
uh, her her face uh, log into my phone, my passwords. She can log into any one of my, like not that she ever would. Don't get, like she never would log onto my Instagram, but like she has the ability to at any point. We have you know each other's like bank logins. We know each other's credit scores. We like everything. Like she like she literally is an extension of me. And if anything, if I ever needed to get into like. I'm like logging into my Facebook sometimes and I'm like, Hey, do you remember my Facebook password? And she'll like, tell me that. And I just think that that has kind of allowed us to have like a deeper understanding and trust in each other. Um, and so that is my advice for marriage as well. Of, as be- Transparency. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for our live stereo episode, Jared. We recorded live on the stereo app for the first time. And I think we're going to do this a few more times actually. So be sure to follow uh, Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to download the Stereo app in the App Store. Uh, and we'll kind of keep you guys posted if and when we do this again, because it's nice to be able to hear live questions um, and answer them here live as well. And and the live kind of adds a whole new dynamic to it. You know, if we're recording pre-recorded on the Help I Suck at Dating podcast, we can like take things out. Uh, but this, not so much. Whatever we say sticks around forever. So uh <laughs> What do you think? About that it that, does. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. We're going to say bye now. Um, I'm sorry. I was reading something while I was, while I was saying those words. So we're going to say bye now. Thank you guys for joining us live on the stereo app. Like I said, download the stereo app, wherever you download uh, apps on your phone, on your laptop, on your tablet, whatever it is. And maybe next time you hear from us, we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. So you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.